I was a writer, even at that young age, I used to write mm-hmm. my own little stories. And I said, this is like the most amazing story of all time. Like, <laughs> and then like, oh my God, wait, that's his dad? Like, Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. And uh, we're doing something different. This is something brand new and I'm super excited about it. Welcome to the first episode where we fangirl Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, I know that sounds a little crazy, but why are we why are we fangirling Galaxy's Edge? What is Galaxy's Edge? Okay, so if you don't know, Galaxy's Edge is the newest land that is currently open at Disneyland, and it's going to open over at Walt Disney World in August. Um, so why? Because it's awesome. Uh, it's Star Wars. Do I really need to go <laughs> any further with this? And also, as a side note, I have two trips planned to the planet of Batu. So this is also for a little bit of my personal gratification. I'm excited about it. I've been talking about this nonstop for probably the last month. And um, part of the reason I've been talking about it is this first guest that I have with us today. Uh, <laughs> Amira, it's your fault. This is absolutely your fault. And I'll, I'll get to that story in just a minute. But as a little background for anyone who's new around here, I, I, I like a little Disney. Okay, I like a lot of Disney. <laughs> so fangirling the Disney parks was bound to happen. Um, but, you know, it's it's just such a huge topic. And I wanted to, to cut it down to specific chunks. And what better place, what better land, what better chunk to start with than something that I also love, which is Star Wars. And that means Galaxy's Edge. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to talk about what it means to the Star Wars fandom. I have today a special guest, uh, one of my one of my girls that I just love. This is Amira Martin. Hi, Amira. Hi. I am so excited to be on this show. I'm so glad you're here. Amira is one of the co-hosts of The Geekly Show, which you can see every Tuesday on Facebook at 11 a.m. Eastern. I never miss an episode because they're so great. You can also kind of find her, I don't know, all over the internet. I'll let her give all her <laughs> details, but uh, all of her blogging content is at fourhatsandfrugal.com. Amira, tell us a little bit about yourself and where the people can find you online. Sure. Well, my name is Amira and I am the owner of fourhatsandfrugal.com. I'm also the co-owner, which is apropos to this episode, (laughs) of the Star Wars Moms Facebook group. Yes. Uh, So uh, that was obviously put together because there are many of us out there that happen to be moms, but also happen to be avid Star Wars fans, fanatics. Uh, so we have a good time in that group. And uh, I I kind of like Disney too, like you, my friend Patty. <laughs> just, a, just a tiny bit. Just a little so, bit. <laughs> just a little bit. So I am the, uh, the founder of the Disney Moms of Color community. So we do have a Facebook group page. Um, and we do have a website too, which, you know, is a little dormant. Uh, but uh, we'll be, we'll be, getting that up and going very soon. And same thing with our YouTube channel. So I like Disney 
it loves me back. And uh, <laughs> I really, really love Star Wars. And I'm like excited that we're going to get to talk about both today with one of my friends who I love to geek out about this with. So Amira, we mentioned the Star Wars group on one of the other podcasts. I think it was the Harry Potter one. Sarah uh, yeah. has a Wizarding Moms group. And of course, you know about our Marvel Moms group. And we gave you guys credit. We were like, we basically stole this idea from the Star Wars Moms. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great fantastic group come find us on uh, Facebook and join because it's, it's a lot of fun uh, hanging out in there with these fellow Star Wars fans. You know, I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet. And mm-hmm. I am in the middle of planning um, two trips. One trip was planned and has been planned for months. I am going to D23 Expo, which is happening mm-hmm. towards the end of August at Anaheim, which obviously is next door to Disneyland. So duh, I'm going to find my way to Batu during that trip. That was that one was that one was already planned. This other one, though, I have to blame Amira for. I am not exaggerating in any stretch of the imagination. I was live following your uh, your content as you were walking into Batu and as you were experiencing it during the media previews for the first time at Disneyland, and it was the pictures, it was the comments, it was the information (laughs) you were sharing, it was all of that that made me whip out my phone, text my friend and say, Hey, you've got that reservation for opening day at Disney world. You got space in the room for me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And um, next thing I know I was booking tickets and I'm going to be at Disney world for opening day because, because of you. So (laughs) job well done. (laughs) Now, um, tell me a little bit, first of all, before we get to how you experienced Galaxy's Edge, tell me a little bit about your background, because I have always known you as the Star Wars mom, but I don't know how you became that. Like, where did this all start? I have just always equated Amir Martin with Star Wars. Sure. Okay. So this is a very, I love when people ask me this question and they'll ask me generally, when did you become a Disney fan? And then it, it always leads into Star Wars because- I'm just so passionate about it. So the age, the two ages that were pretty pivotal in my whole life, which seems weird to say, uh, are seven and eight. So at the age of seven, I, uh, my mom took me to see my very first Disney film, which was Bambi, which I feel like was the most awful thing to take <laughs> your seven-year-old to see for their first time experiencing Disney in a theater. But yeah, it's pretty rough. <laughs> I will. I will still give her props. She she helped me fall in love um, with all things Disney uh, by seeing Bambi and this orphan uh, kind of <laughs> going through life. <laughs> oh my goodness! So seven was that age, and also at the age of seven was the first time my parents took me to Walt Disney World. Ah. So, um, and that was just beyond. I couldn't believe that there was a place like that. And um, that, you know, you could see princesses in real life and you can go on all these thrill rides. And I was tall enough to go like it was a magical place where I'm tall enough to go on all of these things. <laughs> um, so they started it. So I blame everything on them. OK, it's, fair. It's, they're the reason why I spend all this money on anything <laughs> Disney and taking my own children. Uh, and then at the ripe old age of eight, my dad introduced me to Star Wars. Now, um, we were Trekkies up until that point. I was, I was a born Trekkie. My dad loved Star Trek. Um, 
I still love Star Trek. Like I was a Trekkie. You could be on anything Star Trek up until that point. And then my dad said, you know what? You really love this. And you're such a good daughter. Because I would sit and watch watch any Star Trek anything with him. Um, I was his buddy. I would go to the movies with him. My mom was like, I don't want to watch any of that stuff. Take your daughter. Uh, (laughs) So like he took me to all the Star Trek films. And even up until this day, um, I don't live close to him anymore. We're two states away, but I was always his Star Trek buddy. So any movie that came out, I was the one that went with dad. Um, But then he said, you know what? Let's let let me introduce you to Star Wars. And I had heard of Star Wars, obviously, um, but I had never actually sat down to watch the saga. Um, and my dad made that happen. I think mm-hmm. it was VHS, VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm sorry, dad. Like <laughs> you've lost me. I, there was a princess, but she, you, she saved herself and there was blasters and lightsabers. And it was very, um, it was very Shakespearean and I was big into English is still my favorite favorite. Yeah. It was my favorite subject in school. I was a writer. Even at that young age, I used to write my mm-hmm. own little stories. And I said, this is like the most amazing story of all time. Like, <laughs> and then like, Oh my God, wait, that's his dad. Like I just, it was insane how much I reacted to it. And I don't think my dad expected that from me, um, <laughs> but he really did lose me. And I was like, I'll still be your Star Trek buddy, but please understand that this is my new life now. Uh, <laughs> and that's how I've been since the age of eight. I, I've been that way. I've you know fought with boys about S- Star Wars and you're not a real Star Wars fan because you're a girl and you're mm. Princess Leia. I was like, I don't have to be Leia if I don't want to. Like I mm. went through that whole thing that we go through when you're a girl who is part of a fandom that is very male-based. And I think that toughened me up a bit too, which was nice. Since eight, since the age of eight, I have been like obsessed, obsessed with Star Wars. So almost 30 years, almost 30 years of being obsessed with Star Wars. And I love the fact that it it ties back to your dad and and even your mom, because your mom didn't want to mess with it. So she she threw it your way, right? (laughs) If she had been willing to go to those movies or to sit and watch that with your, you may not have pulled into it at such a young age. So thanks mom for not having any interest in this whatsoever. And for taking me to see a movie about an orphan. Yeah. I just she's she gets all the props. <laughs> Moms are the best, I tell you. <laughs> so that's really cool because I like I said, I, I never heard that story and I knew I knew dad was pivotal in your life with like comic books, which mm-hmm. is a whole nother discussion that we will do some other day about Marvel and uh I don't think do you like DC? I can't remember if I've ever heard you comment oh, on gosh. DCs oh. particularly. All I know is Marvel, <laughs> but I didn't know for sure about you and DC so uh, there I mean Batman I do love the Batman okay. comics I my my dad had those so I did embrace those but uh, okay I'm a okay. Marvel girl through and through all right uh, hey <laughs> I, I respect that completely because you know I stand on that same side of justice yeah <laughs> all right I'm trying to like reach back into my stalking Amira Martin online uh memories <laughs> to to think that you might have actually been you might have been there. Were you were you at D23 Expo when they announced? I was. Okay, see? I was there. Like I I fangirled Amiris from from afar. Okay, so <laughs> I was there too. So I had that experience of being in the room when they announced. And I think you were there on a press trip. So you probably weren't able to do mm. what I did, which was I jumped up and ran out of the room. Uh, because <laughs> 
was overcome with this excitement and this this thing that I wanted so badly to happen because at that point in my Disney experience, I had drunk all the Kool Aid. I was completely in love with the way they store they they tell stories, and I uh-huh. I couldn't figure out for the life of me why they hadn't done a Star Wars land. I mean, I, I knew there was probably reasons and I knew in theory, the, I knew all the history of Disneyland and how it was set up and that actually having something that was one IP like this was going to be different and was going to not be the norm for a Disney. But I was like, but it's Star Wars. <laughs> like, you right. know, any any other thing I, I can fight with all the purists and uh, maybe possibly agree with you. But when it came to Star Wars... It's Star Wars. Like, this is the right. end-all, beat-all, right? And I knew that if anybody could tell a story and bring Star Wars into a brand-new story and, and give us something different, it would be Disney and that that needed to happen. So I was in the room at D23 Expo when that happened, but I was only there long enough to hear that it was coming. It was coming to both parks, and then I ran out and started, like, posting all over the place on and, you know, social media. <laughs> um, what did, what was your reaction? Did you – there had been rumors, obviously, up to that point, but what what were you feeling when they actually announced it to this little inner eight year old <laughs> that probably been waiting for it all her life? Um, well, I cried obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, what, what else are you gonna do but yeah. cry, real tears, and also feel extremely overwhelmed by the fact of like like you said, like it's this is Star Wars. You know, this is something that we've all felt they should have done, mm-hmm. but how how are they gonna do this? Mm-hmm. Like the they cannot mess this up. So it was a little <laughs> bit of like overwhelm, but excitement. Um, and I just, it was kind of like, you think about all the little steps that they've made up until that point. Like we, our family was a big Star Wars weekends family mm-hmm. um, in Walt Disney World. So that was our vacation, Star Wars weekends. Um, it was either that or we were going for the holidays. So we would go in December time or we would go in May for Star Wars weekends. So I started to really piece things together in my brain like oh my gosh oh that's why they tried that at star wars weekend oh that's why we did it that way oh that's why so and so was there for a signing um and then you just your brain gets kind of overloaded but you also just remember first of all you have four years to wait (laughs) like girl girl slow down calm down But but you get you're excited every single week. I've been excited since. Like I know some people were like, oh my gosh, this felt like forever for waiting, but not for me. I felt like this was a perfect time to wait because you just built the excitement and it built up and oh my gosh, we're almost there. And oh, okay, we get we get another film, which will kind of ease us into this again. And oh my goodness, we can, you know, watch another show. And they they gave us like all different types of um, animated shows like it just they did really well of keeping us excited about possibly they being did. in a land yeah yeah they did they definitely kept that that information coming out and it's something that I completely missed and I am ashamed to admit this but in my 15 uh, viewings of Solo a Star Wars story which I love <laughs> I love thanks to, again yes. thanks to you because you said Trust me on this girl. He's going to be Han Solo. And I said, ah, Amir, you crazy. <laughs> do, you, do you remember all that? And you kept saying, get, get on this, Patty. And I was like, all right, all right. We'll, we'll see, Amir. We'll see if you know what you're talking about. Guys, in Amir, I trust, okay? I, I've learned my lesson. If you haven't seen Solo, then please go see this. There, it's it's out on Blu-ray. You can, I think it's probably on Netflix still. I don't know. But there is no reason not to watch this movie. Don't listen to the hater fanboys, they're wrong. Yeah. They are yeah. wrong. Amira is right. They are wrong. <laughs> but 
in my most recent viewing of this, which was actually just a, a week or so ago, I pretty much jumped out of my chair because they mentioned a couple of Batu references and Black uh-huh. Fire out- outpost references in the movie that I missed over a year ago. And I couldn't believe that the big Disney dork in me completely lost. Like I didn't, I didn't see that, but look at what they did. They like hid that little Easter egg in there in a couple of different places. So guys go back and watch Solo, a Star Wars story and pick those up because they're there. They, they've been Disney's so smart. They've been, they're pulling a Marvel on us. They're like planting all these like layers of stuff in there. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah. They did a really good job with Solo on that part. Cause now everybody's so like excited now. They're like, okay, I'm going to go watch it. And they were, you know, they were lukewarm. And I was, you know, like you said, I was just pushing. I'm like, listen, trust me. He's, trust he's me. perfect. He is perfect. We and had the perfect so Lando and we had the perfect Han. They yeah. did such a good job. They really, they really did. So, yes, we are d- definitely team solo. And especially as it now ties to Galaxy Edge, now that I know this, I'm so excited about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me let me find out. Uh, you know, set the scene for us. I know you were invited as press to come in and you were one of the first people. This is also why I wanted you to be on this podcast as one of my introductions. You were one of the first people that got to go into the land outside of cast members. Now I had a zillion cast member friends say, I've been to Galaxy's Edge, but that's all I can say. Mm. like that they were under strict NDA and they were not allowed to post any pictures or anything. So truly my first um, experience was that media trip that you guys were on where we finally got to see what Galaxy's Edge looked like. And like I said, it was watching your information and getting these texts from uh, our our fellow friend that was there with you telling me (laughs) just how stinking cool it all was that made me go, okay, I'm going period the end. Like this is happening. I can't sit this out again. (laughs) I'm not going to miss opening day at Disney world. (laughs) So that was my experience of your experience, but I want to, I want to hear, you know, how you felt, what, what did you, and I, and I had actually told Tanya uh, when she said that she was getting to go with you, I told her that I was a little bit jealous (laughs) <laughs> not not because of going to Galaxy's Edge. I was jealous because she was going to get to watch your face oh, as gosh. you walked in. Like I wanted that experience. I wanted to see some of these big, big, big Star Wars fans that I know and love. I wanted to kind of sit back and watch, you know, how you reacted and how you responded. Well, I mean, the way that we went in was a little different than what how you're going to experience the land uh, because we were, you know, press and media. They kind of took us a back way and we came around and we kind of saw the Millennium Falcon, which is obviously the, the very best part of seeing that land and experience it. And we saw it on our left. So I think you guys will see it on your right as you enter. Okay. Um, so the way that we came in was a little bit different. So we had a while to walk before we could even see, you know, the Falcon and they were trying to get us on Smuggler's Run. So we it was a little sped up. So in that moment, it was just kind of like, um, I don't know, I don't, some of you may not get this meme if you haven't seen it, but there's a meme of like Oprah Winfrey and it's like, at the top it says, I don't know, you decide and you see Oprah and she's like holding her head and like there's like this warp speed behind her like, oh my gosh, I can't make this decision right now. (laughs) That's how I felt. Like, how am I supposed to decide where to look first? Right. So it was very, 
I had an adrenaline rush, really, because it was a lot of it. <laughs> You were seeing and you felt like you were in a different planet because these were things you've never seen before. And you're like, what mm-hmm. is that? And you're trying to figure out, is that a, is that a building or um, is that a hideaway or what is that? What's over there? And I really didn't have any time to process it because they were trying to get us on the Millennium Falcon. So I couldn't like... <laughs> I couldn't take the moment. So I know everybody's thinking, oh my gosh, when you first go in, um, I, I heard that a lot from my friends, like, you're going to have that moment where you just cry. And I was like, I didn't have, I didn't have that moment. And I'm kind of okay with that. Like, I'm okay yeah. with the fact that the very first time I really had a chance to sit and realize where I was, was when I was in Han's seat on the Millennium Falcon. Like that, I know, right? (laughs) I mean, that's, that's where the feeling came in was I sat there and she, like, when you go on Smuggler's Run, I'm sure you guys have heard this so far, if you've been like stalking uh, Galaxy's Edge and how that all works. When you go on Smuggler's Run, you're given a little card and you're given your station on as a crew member. So you have two pilots, um, you have two gunners and you have two engineers. So you're just given the card. They face it down. So you don't even know what you're getting. And I just walked up and she gave me the card and I turn it over and I see left pilot. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I was like, don't (laughs) cry. You're here on business. You can't cry. (laughs) I am a professional. I will not cry. (laughs) And I was like, okay, all right, don't freak out. So of course we had to get all pictures. And then that's when I had a chance to breathe once we actually sat down before we started the attraction. And I was like, this Mm -hmm. is really happening. Like I just walked through Batu. I'm on a different planet. I I am on the Millennium Falcon. I'm about to be on a mission and I get to sit in Han's seat. And I said, okay, girl, you can't cry right now, but you better rock this. And I didn't, that was awful. Um, but <laughs> this that's when it really like, it hit me there. And then when I actually cried, because I did, was when our little four hour time slot was up. <laughs> And they were kicking us out. We were the very last ones. Like literally they were kicking us out so nicely because it's <laughs> Disneyland, but they were kicking. They're like, listen, you got to go. Like it's 7 p.m. You got to get out of here. And I'm, I have bags in my left hand. I have a droid that I built on my own in my right hand. And um, Tanya took a picture of me for me. Um, and then I just, I turned back and I looked and I saw that there was no one in Batu. And it was empty and I just, I lost it. I was like, that really just happened. That really just happened. And that's how you're going to feel. You're going to feel like at the end of the day, once you're done in, in, you know, visiting this whole new planet, you're going to go, oh my gosh, that really just, because you'll be back on earth. And you're like, did I really just do that? Oh, I did. I really did that. It's a, it's an amazing feeling because it doesn't hit you like you think it's going to hit you. It hits you in the per- most perfect way possible. Dude, I see this is, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, it's total first world problems that I have to wait until August to go. But you know, uh, <laughs> but I can't help it. I want it now. Uh, <laughs> that, and that's, that's actually really that's actually really good to hear because in my head, my experience, I, I, we don't know what it's going to be like with Disneyland and the D23 Expo crowds. And, you know, are they going to still be doing these virtual queue reservations mm. at that point? Like, I am not sure how everything is going to play out for when I get that that shot at Disneyland. Flip over to Disney World. They haven't said boo yet. They haven't 
explained yeah. how this is going to happen. So at Disney World, as of this exact moment, all I have in my mind is that it's going to be that, you know, that mad rush of people. And if I happen to be in the first group, I know I'm going to be swept up in that mad rush of people going, I got to be, I got to, I got to go, I got to go. And I'm not going to have that that time to like stop and look and feel and whatever. So I kind of have a feeling that that might be my first impressions as well as more of the kind of craziest. And it won't, it'll be sometime later that I'll be sitting down somewhere, someplace, and that will be what what hits me. That's when that moment will come. So uh, that's a good, good kind of reminder that it, it may not look like what you think it's going to look like. That that moment that you're expecting may come somewhere else. It may, may be something different, right? It doesn't, right. doesn't necessarily have to be when you walk in the land. But I will say I will most likely not get that experience of turning around and seeing nobody else in but two. <laughs> <laughs> By the time we get there, I have a feeling there's just going to be so many uh, Batu residents and and so many people hanging out on planet that uh, we're not going to see that that empty Batu. I'm not going to have that, but but that's okay. That is way okay. I'm just I'm just so excited that this exists, especially after talking uh, to you guys and and hearing your experience of it. Now, I've been challenging people. I, this is my challenge for everybody through this whole <laughs> mini series as I a mm-hmm. one word reaction that does not use the word immersive. Uh, detailed. Okay. In the mm. details, the, the story is in the details, which is one of those things that Disney does so well. If it's in the movies, if it's Pixar, if it's uh, the lands, it's the details, right? Oh, absolutely. I feel like if you keep that word in mind, every time you visit, like I can't wait to go back, obviously, mm-hmm. but I know like, I will find something that I didn't see before and it'll be something so mundane and tiny, but I will remember, you know, seeing, seeing that little symbol or something, maybe when I watched Clone Wars or like, I, I know I'm going to see something every single time I go that I did not see the last time, which is, I I love that they were extremely detailed about everything that they put in that land. It's kind of, it's well, you know, your experience with this too, whenever people say, can I do everything at Disney World in three days or four days? And I'm like, no, I've been going since (laughs) I was born and I still can't tell you that I have seen and done everything at Disney World or Disneyland. It's, it's, it's impossible because of all Mm -hmm. these details and everything that they do. Uh, So yeah, I, I, I look forward to that too. And that's, that's my other, my, my other small trepidation trepidation is that due to timing, I literally am going to be popping in and out of the land on both trips. Like I'm not going to have this, you know, I'm not going to have that, that, that luxury of spending a whole week at Disney to go back time and time again. So I know I'm going to miss a lot, but the, Hey, that's what my annual pass is for. I can make these trips <laughs> and, and make more um, experiences happen, uh, which is also why Disney has me in their clutches because they know uh-huh. that's, that's how my brain is wired is I got to go back. So, you know, I'll be going back. You know that I know that. <laughs> yeah. um, do you have anything like a, I don't know, like one, one major takeaway from visit, visiting Batu? anything, I don't know, that was maybe a, a personal moment or, or thought that you had while you were there, uh, maybe something about how Disney is handling the story specifically. Cause this is a, this is kind of a new story for us. Like I, I know there's uh, okay. comics and there's books out with Batu in it now, but as far as the average star Wars fan movie goer, uh, we haven't seen Batu yet except for those references in solo. So 
you know, is it, was there anything like from a personal aspect that kind of meant something to you or, or did anything to you other than the, the getting to, to fly in Han's seat? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have to say, even though it's kind of like the place where obviously they, they would want you to spend money is the market. So the market is pretty fantastic in terms of if you really want to get the feel of what it's like to be such a huge fan and just dream about possibly just being dropped in the middle of any Star Wars show or book or film, I think just walking up and down the, the market in the marketplace is where you'll actually feel that. Okay. So I, I, I want everybody to at least give that a try. There's so many other things that I know everybody will be rushing to. Like everybody wants to rush to Savies and everybody wants to build their joy to the Joy Depot and you want to ride Smuggler's Run like three times. But I, I feel like that is kind of the, the hidden secret is walking up and down that market. Okay. Um, because you feel as if maybe this feels familiar to you because we've all shopped before. Um, but it's also the the cast members or the inhabitants uh, <laughs> that live there, they, that's where they're on stage. Their reactions to you reacting to what you're seeing in each little shop is what you're going to really fall in love with. Uh, it's just, it was very cool to actually experience that. And I just, I want people to at least give yourself like 20 minutes just to walk through and just let them react to you reacting to what you're, you're seeing. And then you'll really, it'll click that you are definitely on a different planet. <laughs> it'll click that um, these little tiny nuances and details are for you as the visitor. It's not just a big Batu galaxy touch thing. It's literally for your reaction to what you're experiencing at the moment. And they do it so well in the market. So well. So I just make sure you spend some time there. You don't have to buy anything, <laughs> but spend some time in there, react to certain things, go to the Toydarian toy maker. Like that's my favorite is the Toydarian toy maker because there's so many little tiny toys and instruments and depending on what inhabitant is near the area they may actually do some fun things with you over there so I loved well, it there you know how extra I can be and so this like <laughs> hearing you describe that has my mind spinning I'm like well I want a backstory too I want to <laughs> I want to show up wearing some smugglers gear or something and see if they'll talk to me and give me some some tips on where I can go hide <laughs> I want. I want, to be, I want to be a part of the role, you know, um, because yes. that's what that's the, that's what I think is making um, Batu so different. In, I mean, there's a bazillion ways that this is different than anything else I've ever done, but that's one of the like. For example, um, this is how it's it's different than say going to Diagon Alley in. Um, at Universal Studios, uh, Universal mm -hmm. Orlando. I've been there multiple times and there's been some attempt by the um, team members there to kind of say things, uh, you know, in character, but not, not really, not to the extent that it feels like they're doing here at Galaxy's Edge. And I think that's, you know, why it's clicking to that one more spot of you are on a planet they they don't know Star Wars. They just know history. <laughs> they just know, yeah. you know, that's their history. And so, ah, that th it's those th those things that just makes me fall in love with Disney so much more. And I obviously give Disney all my money because 
<laughs> that's how I show my love. Um, <laughs> and now I will have to go back and make sure I, I use that annual pass multiple, multiple, multiple times oh, yeah. because this is, they've, they've really, it sounds just so positive. Um, everybody has been saying how just in- incredible the entire experience has been. I mean, I have heard because of our mutual friend who doesn't like some of the food and some of the snacks. <laughs> and I know you know about that because you had to hear her complain about that a little bit. <laughs> Not mentioning any names. But um, other than that, I really haven't heard anything negative about Galaxy's Edge. And this is talking to people who aren't even Star Wars fans. Now, have you talked to a non-Star Wars fan yet and what would you tell them if they're thinking of skipping it or if they're thinking they don't need to go? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked to quite a few because they're, they're like, listen, I'm not really into this. Or their kids may be into it, but they're not. And they're like, should I even put in? I'm like, yes, put in the effort. <laughs> we'll put in it. And here's why. Here's my dissertation on why you need to go to Galaxy's Edge. And it's exactly like you said. It's Disney has literally created a whole new planet for us to visit. And it's not where it's not a place where you have to be a fan, which I enjoy because you can walk around and you're going to experience the characters. Like we all know Kylo walks around, who is my boyfriend. I love him. <laughs> um, and, you know, Ray is there and you'll see Chewbacca. And that's all cool. We all love that. And it's it's awesome that on Batu they do walk around. Like it's not like a meet mm-hmm, and greet or anything mm-hmm. like that. They they are there visiting the planet like you're visiting. Um, but it's a place where you'll be able to kind of feel like you're separated from everything else that's happening in the parks. And you don't have to know every little detail about the Millennium Falcon to be on Smuggler's Run. Like you're on there and you're a pilot. That's all you need to know. You just need to listen to Hondo. He'll tell you what to do (laughs) and you'll have a good time. And you don't need to know everything about building a droid. It's just an experience that you're having and you get to have it and you get to experience it with your kids or not or by yourself. It's, It's not built for the Uber fan, which it's kind of awesome. I really mm-hmm. love that. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's built for you wanting to experience something you've never experienced before. And here, we're going to plop you on a whole different planet and you get to meet new people. You get to experience things you never thought you'd get to experience. And if you are a fan, there are little details all around. There's arabesque everywhere for you to decipher. Uh, but you don't have to know any of that. All you have to know is that I'm going to go and really have a good time here. And there's so many different places for me to have a good time, for me to eat, for me to sit down if I'm tired. It's just an experience. It's it's an experience that Disney wants you to have. Just like anyone who's not a real big Disney fan and they go and visit Disney parks and they still come back, come out of it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I had a great time. I didn't know half the people there. Like, (laughs) I don't know all the princesses and, you know, I don't know every single Pixar character, but Pixar Pier was awesome. Like I had a good time. And that's what Disney always wants for us, for anybody that's visiting for the first time or the thousandth time is that you are leaving saying, I had a good time. And that's what Batu is. You're going to have a good time. I have so many friends uh, that are like, well, I'm not a Disney person, but yet I'm going on my 17th trip to Disney World. This, <laughs> And I'm like, mm, guess what, sweetie? <laughs> you a Disney person. Because you're exactly right. They, they do cater to everyone. Yes, there are going to be those of us insane fans who, you know, do the ears and do the crazy costumes and, and cosplays and want to be part of the story like me. I'm like, <laughs> can I please just be a 
cast members and they hire. <laughs> but there, there is going to be that. But then they do cater to those that just want to have an ultimate experience uh, when it comes to customer service and when it comes to things you can't experience outside of that Disney bubble, right? And that's what they do so well. So right. I think that's a really good explanation on how to, to talk to somebody who's not quite sure they need to go to Batu. Uh, I think everybody needs to go to Batu. Not while well, I'm going to be there. So you guys can wait a couple of days. <laughs> I'll, I'll put out my dates so that you guys don't go rushing while I'm there because, you know, I'd like some space. But outside of that, you're welcome to come to Batu at any time. Just kidding, Disney. I know everybody's coming and it's going to be Madhouse and I'm going to love every second of it because that's also who I am. I like that stuff. I'm really weird that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this segment of the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. I had a ton of fun talking with Amira as always, and I'm hoping she'll come back and chat with us again in the future. Sure, of course. Star Wars, no Star Wars. You pick the topic. You are welcome to come on back and fangirl out with us over anything you want to talk about. Um, (laughs) And if you liked what you heard today on this or any of the other episodes, please remember to leave that five-star review and to subscribe so you don't miss anything in the future. Uh, Leaving those reviews help other fangirls find us because, you know, there's the algorithms and all that mess that happens. And literally, if somebody sees more five stars, then they are more inclined to at least take a a look and to check things out. So I super appreciate it if you can take this the minute to go ahead and do that. Don't forget that every Monday I bring you the movie reviews on the Monday Movie Minute. And every Thursday you'll find me fangirling with a guest or two just like this. And in this particular case, this Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, we've kind of got this mini series going on and there's going to be four total episodes. So if you have not gotten enough of Galaxy's Edge, and I know you haven't because there is no such thing, please be sure to continue binging on because I'm going to release all of these episodes at the same time and just go do a deep dive with me (laughs) um, in Galaxy's Edge uh, because there's so much to talk about. I actually have a, a couple of really big Star Wars fans uh, that I interview as well as two folks that did not Star Wars at all. Like they, they were really not, not down with this. And yet now they have forwarded their mail to Batu. That is, that is what happened to them after they went on planet. That's the power of this planet. So it, it can change lives, people. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us in a galaxy far, far away on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast this week. And we hope you'll come back to Fangirl with us real soon. Thanks, Amira. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. 